radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and Pooh! With your favorite hosts, Giuseppe! That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle! Yeah, I'm gonna take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey, fellas. I love the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Week 8 Fantasy Preview Show. Scoop and... Poop. I am your host, Tony. Join me, as always, is Bishop. And... Uh, how we doing today, Bishop? I know, uh, I know, you just moved to Florida. Things are probably uh, still in boxes. How's your life, uh, quality of life down there? Uh, it's it's not bad. Uh, we actually got a lot of the boxes empty. We actually had some boxes that were still closed from our trip to Wisconsin. So that tells you how much that <laughs> shit we needed. But uh, yeah, we're getting our we got our DMV appointment tomorrow to get licenses and transfer the title and yeah, gonna pick up soon. Sounds great. And joining us this week is special guest Hatori Hanzo. How you doing, Hanzo? Gentlemen, I am here for the ratings bump. The arbitrage ratings are about to hit. Man cow, Howard Stern, Dick Biondi, all going down. Yeah, Hattori Hanzo always brings out the uh always brings the ratings whenever he's on the show. Um I asked Santino to uh appear this week, but uh he told me he goes to bed at seven PM. So um I don't think we'll have Santino on anytime soon unless he wants to stay up more than longer than seven PM. So uh Hanzo, I know you said last week you were going to LA. Did you end up going to uh the 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 Rams and Lions game while you were out there? Oh yeah, I was there, went to SoFi. And let me tell you something. Los Angeles, it's a fucking dump. <laughs> I agree. I think it's a shithole, personally. I literally and uh we might as well just uh, get to the email I sent now, so I'll just kind of paraphrase. Do you want me to read we're it? talking about LA. Oh, go for it. You can read it if you want to. <laughs> All right, we're going to do emails early this week. There's a letter in your mailbox. Because we only got one, and it's from you, of course. Uh, and it's titled, Los Angeles is a fucking dump. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit and Newark have cleaner streets. I walked through a homeless encampment that doubled for a public dumping ground. <laughs> this was on a main street. It smelled like piss. I walked past a porno shop. Just walked past. Huh? You didn't go in. It also, it also smelled like piss. If that is the outside, imagine what's going on inside. Ooh. I had to buy toiletries. L.A. is such a fucking dump that deodorant is held in a locked cabinet. 
<laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> of all things to keep under lock and key, deodorant. Hilarious. Half of the people at SoFi were Lions fans. I want to shit on LA sports fans in quotation marks, but I cannot blame them for not coming. If you want to tailgate, you must pay $150. Good Lord. A can of beer is 1870. A pretty stadium does not mean shit after you walk by it and look at it. Not to mention when said pretty stadium is surrounded by shit. <laughs> Rams also have a bunch of male cheerleaders. <laughs> Alas, I may return because Stan Hansen will be at a wrestling gig in January. The lariat is worth the wait. And he says, hashtag bros before Clipper tickets. Wow. What an email. Uh, $150 to tailgate? What is that shit? Yeah, I don't know, man. I was actually trying to uh, potentially get something organized for some other people that were coming in. And... Just perfect LA fashion, just like you'd expect LA to be. They even make tailgating bureaucratic. You can only tailgate a certain lot. You have to spend $150 to park there. And you can only have gas grills. Wow. <laughs> so basically you can't really tailgate. It's basically it's, it's tailgating for people who like coconut water and other I'm on the edge, I'm tailgating. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, what was the tailgate? Was it like gluten-free charcuterie boards and like fucking avocado slices and kind of weird shit? I had no idea, so it never happened. So I ended up just going to the stadium, but they do have some good. Uh, it's like, I guess, like their version of like the Mexican hot dog there afterwards that people are cooking up illegally. I think that's pretty awesome. They're good. Hey, Micah, you said the beers were 1850 or? No, 18, 18 a beer cost eighteen dollars and seventy cents interesting how much was the pumpkin spice lattes the pumpkin spice latte i don't know man that would uh that's for the hippies in the parking lot i think <laughs> man oh. what a what a terrible experience this place sounds like what happened yeah, it's a, it is a great stadium but i'll tell you what everything there is everything that email was 100 percent fat <laughs> i walked through a homeless encampment there is garbage everywhere, deodorants under lock and key. There's a porn shop that smells like piss. It's like, it's like what the fuck's going on in there? So did, what, were you there for something else in L.A., or were you there only for the game? Like, did you get to do anything else while you were uh, visiting? No. So the intent was initially I was going to meet up with uh, half of the Surayich brothers, but uh, – Worm decided to go to a Clippers game instead. Worm Friedrich. Wow, so Worm bailed on you, huh? Rose before Clippers tickets. Ah, the the that, that's not even Lakers tickets. Clippers. Tremendous. Uh, did you did you end up uh, getting up to meet with King Worm after the uh, the Clippers game, or or did you not get uh, hooked up? No, I never I never saw him while I was there. That sounds right. <laughs> I don't have enough pink clothing or avocado or coconut water. Salmon. Salmon, Mike. Yeah, salmon. salmon. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you made it back safe. I know uh, L.A. can be a little dodgy in places. So um, did you have any good food while you were there? 
I did. I actually did find the cheap pizza I wanted. And that guy, Alex Morello, he actually, he's the, the recent, uh, as of about last year sometime, the owner of the Arizona Coyotes. He owns casinos and pizza joints. Oh, okay. And his cheap pizza is actually really good and cheaper than the deodorant, by the way. <laughs> and not locked in a cabinet. <laughs> and not locked in a cabinet. You just walk up, you get your, get your COVID with your pizza, you go home, you walk to the place to get deodorant, and you wait under lock and key, and they charge you like $8. That I mean, that sounds like a probably the cheapest meal you can find in L.A. Everything out there is just insanely overpriced. That's what I figured, man. I, I say for for L.A. It's a it's a bargain. Yeah, yeah you got to spend like twenty dollars at a dollar store out there. It's uh, it's fucking yeah, wild. You, you right. go to a twenty dollar tree. <laughs> twenty, yeah, that's got to go to the <laughs> twenty dollar tree. All right. Um. Well, I guess uh, let's get into the waiver wire. I know we don't. I know we're having fun here, but let's get into this shit. Waiver. Wire. Waiver wire. Welcome, everyone, to the week eight. Wow, week eight already. Waiver wire recap for... Let's start with... Uh, let's see here. So it looks like the two highest bids we had were both $26 bids, and they're both by the exact same person. Picking up Kenyon Drake... And releasing Demetric Felton for 26. And picking up Michael Carter and releasing Sony Michelle. Two $26 bids. And, and who, who did that, mind you? That would that would be Macalicious Michael Black. Wow. Any comments, Michael? Oh, I figured this could be a competitive week. Because BDI is going to turn over his roster. There's other people on the market for running backs. I had tons of fab dollars to blow. So I figured I'd set them both at prices that I was confident no one will bid. We'll see if that works out. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we got, let's go with uh, the Ted Lasso way. Picking up Randall Cobb for $6 and releasing Darnell Mooney. Uh, Next up, we got... Cracka ass crackers again. Acquiring the Minnesota Vikings defense for six dollars. The defense just go for six dollars. Wow, and the Vikings defense too. That's... <laughs> who do they play this week? Do they play like uh, somebody who's disabled or something? What, what's going Apparently on? Apparently me. <laughs> <laughs> and he released the Miami Dolphins defense. Uh, next up, we got Lucky Luciano. Picking up uh, that New England Patriots quarterback, don't remember his name, for $5 and releasing the Carolina quarterback, uh, who I can't name either. Okay, we also got a $0 bid. Might as well get into that one. That's cracka ass crackers again. Picking, picking up Marquez Callaway for uh, $0 and dropping. Oh no! Tim Patrick. Oh, how could you? Kowalski. Ah, he was the cornerstone right. of that trade. We got to hurry up and finish this so I can go pick him up before someone grabs him. <laughs> anyway, BDI makes a couple pickups. Uh, let's see. Picks up David Johnson. I think he's been on his roster three times now. And releases Zach Ertz. 
He also picks up Seattle Seahawks defense and drops the Houston Texans defense. And that will conclude your waiver wire segment for week eight. All right. Thank you for that, uh, that recap. And uh, we actually had a couple trades and you guys uh, were both involved with, uh, with them. Uh, so the first trade we had uh, Bishop sending Deandre Swift to his brother Worm for Jonathan Taylor. And I, if I was drinking something when I saw this trade, I would have spit it out. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe that you gave up on DeAndre Swift. Uh, I can't believe that you gave him up for somebody who you can't keep. Uh, these two guys are pretty close in this, in the overall points scored. Um, tell me about this trade, Bishop. I want to know everything. Uh, why did you do this? Uh, well, he had texted me the week before, actually, uh, regarding this trade. And uh, at the, actually, at that time, Taylor was like 10 or 12 points or something higher than Swift. So, I mean, it was still pretty close. But, uh, yeah, odds are I wasn't going to keep DeAndre Swift. And I just really like Jonathan Taylor. Like, I think that dude's a grown-ass man. Um, he went to Wisconsin. Uh, I hate DeAndre Swift because I think he murdered somebody. So... Yeah, and also I think I was looking at the schedule had it coming up, and I think uh, Jonathan Taylor's got like a really nice stretch of games coming up. So I don't know. I kind of bit the bullet and said, "Let's do it." All right. I mean, that's a pretty good reason. Like, keep like player for player, the trade is fine, right? Like those two players mm-hmm. are, are close enough. They're both good. they're both RB ones, I would say. Uh, but the keeper rights is something that I struggle with, like. That's a very valuable asset, and I can't imagine you have uh, two players that are, are a better keeper potential than uh, DeAndre Swift. Micah, you're our resident Lions fan. What was your thought on this trade? First off, I do not appreciate the slander, the accusations upon the side. You take that back, sir. You allegedly. Back. we got to say allegedly. It was alleged. I thought I said allegedly. If I didn't, I apologize. Allegedly. <laughs> How dare you dis- besmirch DeAndre Swift? But uh, no, I kind of uh, at first was in uh, kind of Tony's logic because there's the keeper aspect. But I mean, if if you really like one guy over the other, and that's fine. He's got a pretty loaded team, so sure, maybe he wouldn't be keeping him anyway. So, but someone could get injured. Someone could uh, actually become a murderer in the off season. It's a guy that's on your roster now, and then you're screwed because you traded the. Uh, the good Samaritan DeAndre Swift. Uh, you're forgetting I'm about to go pick up Tim Patrick, so oh, I'll be fine at keeper. Yeah. <laughs> Eat um, you to it, big guy. And the thing, <laughs> the thing that I, I I think that needs to be said is uh, DeAndre Swift is valuable because of one thing, and that is junk time. And this guy is a junk time machine. Unfortunately, the Lions are winless. And... Uh, you know, I, I don't you know, see, I don't see junk time ending anytime soon for DeAndre Swift. You know what? You could be a hundred percent right because every time I do play that Swift guy, the entire game I'm like, fuck this guy, yep. fuck this guy, fuck this guy. And then yeah, like you said, he'll get a couple of garbage catches and maybe a touchdown, then it's then it looks better at the end. But all I remember is that first three and a half quarters and I'm like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the junk time counts at the end, so that's that's good. All right, well, interesting trade. Uh, 
brother for brother here. Uh, we'll see what happens. And then we had Micah sending Kareem Hunt to Kowalski for James Robinson. Uh, Micah, tell me about this trade. How'd this one come about, and uh, what are you trying to do here? So Kareem Hunt is out for an undetermined amount of time, anywhere from three to six weeks. And I don't think I can sacrifice three to six weeks of starting two tight ends. So I was trying to uh, finagle myself an actual quality running back. I made some attempts with uh, both Srage brothers. They both declined. And uh, I figured I would try to see if uh, what Kowalski's mindset was, if he was in a, I'm going to try to uh, back into these playoffs, making a push, or if I want to settle down and aim for next year. So I figured I'll, I'll offer this trade. And he said there was something else he was working on that, that fell through. He would pull the trigger. And I guess the other one fell through. So now I've got uh, Mr. Robinson. All right. I think that's, you know, I don't, I th- Kareem Hunt's going to be out a while. And uh, uh, I don't, I don't really see the trade going very good for Kowalski's side of it. But I think you you upgraded a little bit. You got a starting running back, and he's healthy, just coming off of his bye. So uh, he's definitely a player. It's, Kareem Hunt's probably a better player, but uh, you're, you're sacrificing the better player for a healthy player. So I think this trade's okay for you. I think you came out on top on this one. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, I'm also a big James Robinson fan. Like uh, I, I like that kid a lot. <clears throat> he's consistent like you said he's he's also on a garbage team but uh he just actually gets carries and stuff so and he he does well with it yeah he he had a really rough start of the season so b- bigger days could be coming for uh for mm-hmm. mr robinson uh i think that's all the trades uh so um let's go to emails we already did hanzo's email but we did have some uh we did have some message board chatter and uh Giuseppe chimes in. He says, congrats, Santino. I will be buying you a Portillo's beef and a Red Bull to wash it down. Your resilience this week was impressive. Uh, Of course, Santino pulled off the big upset last week. They did not have a bet, so I guess uh, he's still going to buy him a Portillo's beef, so that's nice to hear. And then Santino comes back. He says, I am glad you conceded your trouncing, Giuseppe. I had our matchup marked on my calendar and was looking forward to this encounter for a long time. After conquering you, I imagined picking up the meat from your smooth skull. <laughs> and there's no way that Santino knew he was playing Giuseppe this week. That is that is a joke. No, but I cannot wait for two and a half years from now. The promo about this matchup is going to be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that would be hilarious if he can ever get that done. And uh, speaking of Joe Seppi, I have an audio clip from him. What's up, guys? Giuseppe from Milan checking in. First and foremost, what do I have to do to get K-Wall on the podcast every week? I thought he did one hell of a job as a guest. The, the, the conversations were great. He was funny. He was insightful. I had no idea that he spent so much time focusing on fantasy football. I guess that's what happens when the White Sox lay a a big-ass egg in the playoffs. But I digress. 
Uh, happy Halloween. Halloween is upon us, and I've learned that it's actually celebrated here in Italy. There is Halloween candy, mostly Kit Kats and stuff like that. And all the bakeries and stuff here make Halloween cookies. I was quite surprised. I did not think it was a thing here in Italy. But, you know, one of the things that comes out of Halloween is being frightened. And, boys, I've got I've to be serious for a moment. I'm very frightened about my playoff chances here. I dropped a game to Santino last week that I did not expect to happen. And now, at the time of recording, I am an underdog to BDI of all teams. So um, I'm, betting, I'm being tricked. The treats are expiring here. Ted Lasso Way is, is hitting some, some wall here. But you know what? We're going to persevere. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Some of the guys are getting healthy. Uh, I expect a victory over BDI and his 15 tight ends. But side note, again, congratulations to Santino. We, I owe you a, both a Red Bull and a Portillo's Beef based on the text message that you sent me and I somehow agreed to. He had a, uh, he tricked me, essentially. I, I paid out whether I won or lost and somehow by losing I paid out on both. So not great for me. But guys, great show as always. Looking forward to hearing it. And Tony, come on, man. You got to book K-Wall as much as possible. Pay for a babysitter. Do what you got to do. Get that man on the show every week. Later, boys. And thank you, Joe Seppi, uh, for that audio clip. I do appreciate it. I think the whole league appreciates your weekly audio clips. Um, and I think uh, K-Wall's bigger than our show. I think he should go solo. I think I think he should have his own podcast, uh, Primetime. What do you think? I think I would listen to a K-Wall podcast, and I would probably send him many emails like Micah does. Yeah, Hanzo, would you uh, consider listening to a, a fifth podcast of uh, <laughs> of our friend group here and, and send in constant emails? That works. Or the, uh, the as I proposed, the uh, the Police Academy podcast that you'll be producing in the works. Oh, yeah, Ooh. that one. And then we got Bishop's uh, No Strings Impact, I think, right? How's that one going? Uh, that one's going pretty good. And I'm also working on a Star Trek one with Santino. It's going to be great. Now I would definitely listen to that, hundred <laughs> percent. So, all right. Um, well, uh, let's talk about predictions from last week, and uh, we had a really good week, me and you, prime time. Um, we both had four out of six. Now, if K Wall would have pulled off that upset, that would have been a huge swing, but uh, he did not. So we're both hit four out of six, and then Giuseppe. Turtle and K-Wall all only had two correct last week, so bad week for them. And then season long, Bishop still in the lead with 25. I'm right behind him at 24, Turtle at 22, and Giuseppe's bringing up the rear with 21. And uh, things are getting a little interesting after you jobbed that one week a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I had a feeling I had a good week last week because I think I picked BDI to win and everyone made fun of me. Yeah, you did, and that was the game that uh, would have swung uh, swung my way if uh, it yeah. went down different, but it didn't. All right, uh, let's get into some matchups here. We are still in interdivisional play, so we're going to start off with Santino's Chanel versus Matt's Gaskins. Paradise.
which is a shout out to Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. Uh, we definitely didn't fuck that up at all. Um, hit, nailed it on the first try. Nailed it. And uh, I should mention that Matt is an 11 point favorite this week. Santino has uh, an open kicker slot. He has not filled in his bi-week kicker. I'll mention that um, Giuseppe and Turtle both picked Santino to win prime time. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think? Santino's an 11-point dog, and uh, these two guys are picking him. What are you going to do? Okay. Uh, is McCaffrey coming back at all or no? No, I think he's got to sit one more week because he went on IR. So I don't think <clears> so. <throat> okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> man, I really don't want to go against Santino since I did it last week, but uh, I don't know. Ugh. I love Khalil Herbert. No, you know what? Give me Santino. I'm sorry. I got to do it. Santino, Cleveland Browns defense, book it. All right, Micah, what do you think? I think that uh, I just realized that uh, Matt is starting uh, Justin Fields, which probably isn't going to be good, but uh, he does have the superior running backs. I still have no idea who Jeremy McNichols is. Every week I look at that, I'm like, I look at it, I'm like, I still don't know who he is. Uh, Tyreek Hill uh, could be a little bit of a, a wild card against, uh, or a hedge against Mahomes. Um, but I think it's going to come down to that uh, running back matchup with Herbert and Eckler. I think Matt will slay the master of Vishimitar. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how uh, you guys are picking Santino this week. Um, Jeremy McNichols is a zero. He's going to get him. Actually, never mind. He's going to play Devin Singletary coming off a of bye. Yeah, I was going to say, he hasn't updated his lineup. That's yeah, why I was kind of looking at That's very bench. true. He's going to get Chase Claypool back. He's going to get Emmanuel Sanders back. Miles Gaskin has been uh, doing well. I think I think he scored a touchdown last week. <sighs> who, who are the matchups here? Boyd versus the Jets. Jerry Judy. Oh, man. You know what? Never mind. I'm going to go with Santino. Let's make it a... Let's 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 go with Santino here. Yeah, he's gonna make all those lineup moves that I just mentioned. And uh, Justin Fields, I he's he had negative six last week, negative six versus Tampa Bay. I know that San Francisco is not Tampa Bay, but that's a thirty-nine and a half point over under. So they don't think any points are, they don't think any points are gonna get scored in that game. Uh, and I just can't I can't. I, I want to like Justin Fields in fantasy, but he's just not there yet. So, he's, he's starting three Bears. Three Bears? Hold on. Let me look at this. Fields, Herbert, and the defense. And the defense. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah, well, Santino. Let's That's hope for like, <laughs> the podcast content that Santino pulls this one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next matchup. We have Giuseppe's The Ted Lasso Way. Versus BDI's Slobodan. And I don't know what uh, Giuseppe was smoking. He he said that BDI was a favorite this week. But it's actually Giuseppe who is an 11-point favorite. Uh, I should mention Giuseppe and Turtle both picked Giuseppe to win. 
I'm going to lead off and I'm going to agree with them. I think Derrick Henry uh, has a good day this week. Um, he's going to get Nick Chubb back, I believe. Um, th- their running backs are just kind of like, they've got three guys that can run and Nick Chubb's probably the best runner out of the, out of the three. Uh, I think Randall Cobb is a sneaky play this week. Uh, we mentioned, no, we haven't mentioned it yet, but we will. Devonte Adams got put on COVID list, so I don't think he's going to play tomorrow. They have a they have a Thursday night game versus Arizona. Uh, Randall Cobb could have a could have a big game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pick Giuseppe with his uh, Green Bay connection. And uh, what do you think? Prime time. Do you agree? Yes, I do. This is pretty much a slam dunk. <clears throat> I I cannot see a way where San, uh, Zach pulls up a, a victory here. Uh, he's got Mark Ingram. Now it says Mark Ingram is on the saints. Is this accurate? Yeah. Uh, they just traded for him today. Actually, the saints traded really? for Mark Ingram. He is no longer on the Texans. Okay. Cause I thought I was having a concussion kind of flashback. I saw that, <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, if you're starting a Mark Ingram and uh, Cordero Patterson and TJ, Yuzuma, no thanks, bro. Give me, uh, give me Giuseppe. I should mention BDI starting two Saints running backs, and one of them isn't even there yet. Like he doesn't know the playbook, he doesn't know Jameis Winston. So uh, yeah, that should be interesting. So Micah, what do you think? Uh, do you know who CJ Uzama is? Because I don't. I know he's a tight end. That's about all I know about him. As it pertains to this matchup, I don't even have to look at it to pick Giuseppe, but for the sake of the podcast, I'll pretend like I'm clicking on it and looking at the matchups <laughs> and clicking things and looking at it. And I don't even know who Trav- uh, who Derek Henry's playing, but uh, he's going to do well. And uh, continuing to pretend like I'm looking at the rosters. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, Giuseppe will edge this one out, quote-unquote. If I edge out, I mean, Nick Chubb could be injured and not play, and he's still going to win. <laughs> okay, that's going to be a sweep then. <clears throat> Let's go to the next matchup. And uh, this this game has many implications, if you know what I'm saying, Bishop. Uh, we have Pee Wee McLean's Cologne Rocks at 1-6 out of the season versus Turtles' New Wave Hookers 5, starring Gina Fine and Annie... And Anna Mally, I don't know who those two are. Uh, Turtle and Avitza are two and five. And this, I don't, I don't feel like either guy wants to win this game. Uh, <laughs> but Turtle is a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, Turtle and Giuseppe both pick Turtle to win. Uh, so Micah, nine and a half is a pretty big number. Do you agree that uh, he'll get there? I think that's probably a good estimation. I mean, Delvin Cook uh, has had a little bit of a uh, a down year, but he had a pretty big uh, week before the bye. He could continue that going into uh, going into Dallas and playing at the Jerry Dome. Uh, DK Metcalf, if they can get any type of a passing game going, he should do well. DJ Moore is the only receiver I've heard of in Carolina, so I assume he gets a lot of production. Robert Woods is a pretty solid player. Um, you know, versus 
the former Dolphins quarterback and James Conner. And I think a roster that is not optimized to, to be victorious. So I will choose New Way Hookers 5. Primetime, is that your is number five your favorite new wave hookers or do you prefer uh, the original? I am so curious about this team name. I <clears throat> that Turtle has to make sure Turtle when you're listening, talk to Ivica because I'm pretty sure he's the one who picked it uh, and get us the reason the reasoning behind it. This is going to eat at me all week, but uh, I think I'll jump in here next. <clears throat> I got this feeling, okay? This is going to be where I, I, I swerve. I, I zag when you guys are zigging. <clears throat> Give me uh, P.B. McLean because I think he's going to get rid of those uh, Arizona running backs. Start uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. <clears throat> he's good playing against... No? On, on IR. What? He's dead, pal. Yeah, he's dead. He's been dead oh. for weeks. He's dead. God damn it. He's going to start that A.J. Dillon guy. And that Javonta Williams, I'm still not going to change my pick. I'm still going to go with Pee Wee. Uh, I think he's going to put, you know, CeeDee Lamb's going to go, obviously go back into his lineup, probably in the place of Allen Robinson. Um, I still like Turtle's team a lot, but I just got a feeling Pee Wee's going to win one. And why not this week? I think this is closer than, than the nine and a half. Uh, obviously, uh, I think Javante Williams gets in there. I think CeeDee Lamb gets in there, obviously. Uh, man, I'm going to still go with Turtle. I think uh, Jimmy G tears up the Bears this week. Uh, Khalil Mack is not going to play. They uh, said he is out with a foot injury. And I think Robert Quinn might still be on the COVID list. And I don't know if they have any pass rush, so... Uh, give me uh, give me Turtle this week. I think he can do it. Um, Turtle, do you have any uh, analysis for this matchup? Man, the fucking primetime sucks. Wow. See, he's he's mad. I picked against him. He is. He is. He's, he's and I do know some uh, some new wave hookers trivia. I don't know what the fifth one is, but uh, the original new wave hookers is banned in the United States. Is that right? You'll go to prison. Yeah, Tracy Lords is in it. Oh, she was underage. Yeah, and I believe it was also like the last porno movie made with the intent to be shown in a theater. It had like an actual premiere and everything. Wow. And like a hit soundtrack. It was like some punk band called The Plugs that did a theme song for it, which was like a somewhat of a hit in LA. So it's like a weird, yeah. weird, weird new wave hookers trivia. I don't know. I don't know those five. There's probably 17 of them by now. But. <laughs> That was well, amazing, Micah. That'll be your homework for next week, Hanzo. I want to hear. Uh, I want to. I want an email update about new wave hookers. So I'm sure there's like a Joey Diaz joke about new wave hookers five or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next matchup, and we have my COVID mania Delta versus Mike's Lucky Lucianos, and uh, I am a three point favorite in this one. Uh, I will say that. Turtle and Giuseppe both picked Mike to win. So prime time, you lead off on this one. What do you think? Hmm. Who's going to win? I think this could be a close game. I think so too. And you're definitely not going to play Antonio Brown, Antonio Gibson. 
I'm a little worried about that matchup with Denver. So as of right now, he's on the bench. Okay. Oh, yeah. It, I think it is going to be a very close game. Uh, I really love Mike's team. I'm a big fan of, like I said, of Najee Harris. I talk about him every week. Um, Mike Evans just scored three touchdowns last week against the Bears, but now they're going up against the Saints in New Orleans. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, the Chargers kid uh, quarterback, uh, he had a sloppy week last week. He should probably bounce back this week or two weeks ago. I think they were in a bye last week. Oh, I'm going to go. See, you said Turtle went with Mike. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with Tony then because Turtle's always wrong. <laughs> That's my only reason. All right, Micah, what do you think? It's probably about as close as you can get, and RT seems to think so as well. They've got you as a 51% uh, favorite. Um. A lot of good players involved. Um, I do like, even though the uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs connection's been a lot quieter this year, at some point in time, it's, it's got to go off. And Miami's in shambles. And I think there's some potential for some big plays between uh, those two. So I will pick you to edge out Lucky Luciano due to your... Uh, your Buffalo combo there. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to win. And I think it's, it's, this is going to be why. Uh, sure. Justin Herbert is a great quarterback, excellent fantasy quarterback, but they get to play new England and bill Belichick shut him down. I think late, late in the season last week or last year, I'm sorry. Uh, let me look this up. Hold on. Cause I'm, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, they played new England Patriots in week 13 and Justin Herbert scored zero points. Uh, I don't, I don't think he's going to put up a zero this week, but I think he's going to struggle. And you mentioned my bills coming off a of bye. Uh, they're at home. Miami's got to come to Buffalo. I think it's going to be a huge game for them. Mike Evans. Yes. He scored three touchdowns last week. But you know what happens in, in Tampa. They spread the ball around to everybody. It could be a Godwin week. It could be an Antonio Brown week. It could even be a Gronk week if he comes back this week. So I don't think he's a sure thing. And uh, I don't I don't care for Antonio Gibson. He's almost dead to me. Uh, I, I got bamboozled. I got hoodwinked. I thought he was going to be a, a, a clear RB1 this season. But uh, when you're wrong, you need to realize that you're wrong and pivot. So I am, I'm pivoting hard away from uh, Antonio Gibson this week. Um, only thing that scares me on his team is Najee Harris. Uh, like, he gets all of the work for Pittsburgh, like literally all of it. No other running back gets to touch the ball. So that could be, a, that could be problematic. But I think all in all, I will edge out Mike. And I think, uh, I think the three-point line, I think it's pretty close. I think uh, it's going to be a good matchup, and I'm excited for it. Let's go to the next matchup. We have Kowalski's Cracka Ass Crackas versus Worms Team Taylor. And both teams are 2-5 and five on the season. Worm is a six-point favorite. I should mention that Worm and 
Giuseppe, or, uh, sorry, Turtle and Giuseppe also picked Worm to win this game. I think they these two guys picked the exact same winners in every game. So <laughs> it's been very interesting to go through that. But uh, uh, I'll start off here. Worm's a six-point favorite, I, as I mentioned. Uh, Kowalski's team, I, I don't know. Like, how many, I guess BMW and Chris Godwin are the only two players that he's had on his team, like, the whole season. Maybe because he traded away Aaron Rodgers. He traded away Devontae Adams. He traded away, uh, what's his name? James Robinson. He traded away, oh, man, so many people. And I think it's going to catch up. I think uh, Worm is going to get a big game from DeAndre Swift. And Keenan Allen coming off a bye. I think they they're gonna want to get him more involved. He's been pretty slow to come uh, come around this season in fantasy. I think they're gonna try and get him going. I'm gonna take Warm this week. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Uh, my computer froze and uh, I can't see the matchups right now. <laughs> but when that does show back up, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go with Worm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's doing this anyway. Uh, that Florida I, internet, oh. you know? No, it's my ancient computer from 2004. Uh, yeah, I, I, if I recall correctly, Worm has uh, DeAndre Swift, right? And he's like the second best running back in the league, apparently. So he's got to be good. Uh, yeah. Give me Worm. All right, Micah, is your computer working? My computer is working. And I'm looking over the rosters now. Worm has two really good plays, Matthew Stafford against Houston and DeAndre Swift against Philly. Uh, Lions will beat Philadelphia. DeAndre Swift will be a big part of that. I am betting all of my DNRs on the Lions this weekend. I really want to pick Kowalski out of spite because I don't think he would ditch people for a a Clippers game. But... uh, (laughs) Worm, I think, just has the better roster for the week and some good matchups where he will yield um, a lot of points between Stafford and Swift. So I will choose Team Taylor. I'm pretty sure that Kowalski has no salmon-colored shirts in his closet either. Uh, so that's that's a big that's a big bump. But uh, yeah, I think we're all taking Worm here. So let's. Let's go to the next matchup, and I would say the matchup of the week. We have uh, our own co-host, Prime Time, and his Terran Empire versus Hanzo's Sex Pervert. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys changed your team names and avatars. Um, This is an even matchup. This is a pick'em. I should mention that, again, Turtle and and Giuseppe both picked prime time to win this one. Uh, you guys are both five and two. Uh, you are both leading your divisions, I believe. And um, I I want to ask you first. Well, I guess I should pick a game. I should pick a winner first. I guess uh, I'm gonna pick prime time. 
I think uh, Joe Mixon gets to eat this week on the Jets. Did you see what? Did you see what the Patriots did to them last week? Oh my God! Yes, I did. Yeah. Fifty-four points of offense against. I mean, the Patriots. They got they got Damian Harris and fucking Mac Jones on their offense. They have no receivers. Didn't matter. Um, you got Cooper Cup versus Houston. That's going to be a huge matchup, and uh, I think you're going to win this one uh, prime time. So let's first talk to our guest. And uh, you went with Sex Pervert as your team name. And uh, is that uh, is that William Shatner shirtless in your avatar? Can you please explain this? Yes, that is a half-nude Billy Shatner and a recently robed Charlie X, who is said sex pervert who was, let's say, molesting ladies on an episode of Star Trek. Star Trek was woke before woke was cool. <laughs> did, did Shatner go to space yet? I know he's going to space. I, I heard he went and already came back. Oh, he, he already did it? Okay. I think so. I don't know. And he wept. <laughs> All right, now that we got the sex pervert story, uh, Micah, what do you think is going to happen in this matchup? First, I do need to thank Kowalski for trading me the ace in the hole, the ace up the sleeve, which will deal the fatal blow to the Terran Empire. And thank you to Worm for swindling away DeAndre Swift so I don't have to deal with all the points he's going to be scoring this week. Um. Cooper Cup will have a lot of points because they're playing Houston. But I do like uh, my trio of running backs this week. My trio of running backs and Deontay Johnson coming back. Pittsburgh's in shambles, but he seems to get the job done on the receiving core. And Mahomes can't suck two weeks in a row. Travis Kelsey could have a big week. And uh, I've got Murray going against Green Bay. I am confident he can shit upon Green Bay's horrible defense. All right. Prime time. You are the Terran Empire. I don't know what that means. Can you give me some give me some backup background on that one? It's in the the mirror verse in Star Trek. Uh there's like an you know, multiple universes and there's a universe where everything is opposite, where heels are baby faces and baby faces are heels. And the Terran Empire is the basically the Federation, but the heel version. Okay. And that's why it has the knife through the the world. Uh, yeah, so they're authoritarian and all that stuff. So I I, I couldn't think of a good one because I couldn't top sex pervert. <laughs> so uh, and I, I know Mike is not on uh, Next Generation. Yeah, I think he's still on uh, the original series. So I didn't want to go too far. I wanted to stick with a uh, original series mantra. Anyway, so yeah, my matchup, right? You guys have all said uh, Cooper Cup is going to do well because they're playing Houston. I think he will do poorly because they're playing Houston. I think they're going to be up 21 nothing in the first quarter and not throw the ball again. Uh, so it's going to be some combination of those running backs, either Henderson or Sony Michelle or whatever. Uh, I hate Calvin Ridley because he sucks. 
Devonte Adams can't doesn't know how to wash his hands, and he got COVID, so I can't use him. <laughs> I like my I do like the running backs, Mixon, Aaron Jones, and despite what you guys think, Taylor's greater than sign uh, Swift. Uh, uh, one of my issues is actually Tom Brady. I'm nervous playing Tom Brady at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans has a really good defense, especially against the the pass. And I'm pretty sure last year when they played at New Orleans, he struggled mightily. And now I have this Joe Burrow guy who's tearing it up now with uh, that Klingon receiver, Jamar Chase. Uh, and they're, you know, they're playing the Jets. So that's, that's an interesting matchup too. I'm going to end up second guessing myself so much. So I'm going to take Micah's team because uh, I am going to second guess myself and James Robinson's a great running back. Weren't you worried about the dolphins playing Tom Brady the other week and he scored like five touchdowns. That That is also true. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. That's why I haven't made the switch yet, uh-huh. but it's there. Like it's okay. in the back of my mind. Oh, just, it's just going to be I'm... gnawing in the back of your skull. Yeah. Until Sunday like water torture. Drop by drop, hitting my forehead. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that Micah can take care of business this week, obviously, for divisional purposes. Uh, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen as my breakout player. I think he's too good of a player to not have a big game this week. So uh, do you guys have anybody in mind for a breakout player? Uh, I will go first and I will take, uh, the aforementioned Daryl Henderson. I think, uh, Rams are going to be up so big. He's just going to run the ball all day and Houston can't stop him. Yeah. I break out player for the week. I think, um, looking at these rosters, there's only one choice. It's Mark Ingram. (laughs) 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 Fuck you, BDI. You're not going to win shit. Um, Let's take a look. I really don't, honestly don't know. Um, you know what? Actually, I'll, I'll actually stick with the same game. I'm going to go to Giuseppe's team. I think Nick Chubb is going to have a very nice return. The National Football League. Secure a victory for Il Duce. Awesome. Uh, thanks again, Micah, for, for joining us this week. It's always a pleasure having you on the podcast. And that's going to do it for the week eight preview fantasy football scoop and poop, 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 poop. all right show's over i'm tired scoop and poop fantasy podcast now available on itunes also email us at scoop and poop at gmail.com <laughs>